Thanks for doing it like this. I appreciate that, Francisco. No, I appreciate the call. Anytime I can pick someone's brain, it's a, it's a good day. Yeah, listen, it's like a little, you know, I like when people pick my brain. It's like a massage for the head. Yeah, I need a massage in my legs. I'm hurting today. <laughs> I believe it. So, um, I, you know, obviously I read through your question. You're talking about trying to get more credibility, exposure, opportunity, and you're not really sure what path to take. Is that right? Do I understand that properly? Correct. Can you give me some background? Do you mind? No, no, that's fine. Um, so my name is Francisco Aguilar. I know you and I haven't um, formally met. I'm 31 years old. I'm a retired staff sergeant of the Air Force. Uh, I got retired around that eight-year mark. Uh, I have a spine injury, so I was medically retired. I was a dog handler, and uh, I loved what I was doing. But, you know, as a prior, before the military, I was a college track and field athlete. So before that in high school, so I've always been athletic. I've always been into sports and it was actually after my injury going through the physical therapy process that I started wanting to learn more because what ends up happening in the military and then after the VA, they just start pumping meds at you, you know, mm-hmm. and I heard all the horror stories and I, and I, and then I, and I saw the way that my life was going and I just, I just didn't want that. And then things started happening. Like, you know, my wife left me, my dog died, like just bad stuff where, you know, alcohol and, and the meds were going to be an issue. So I stopped just cold Turkey. And I got back to my roots of sports and training. So I started doing more research. I got certified as a, a certified personal trainer and I'm about to graduate with a degree in exercise science. And I'm actually taking my CSCS here in a few, in a few weeks. Um, Good for you. Yeah. I mean, for, for, for all of it. I mean, listen, that's, that, that, that's some tough stuff to overcome. And I give you a lot of credit for, for not just lamenting in the, this is my situation. This happened to me. So I have to just deal with it. I give you credit for recognizing that this happened to me, but I have responsibility to not let it define me. I think that's really cool. No, and I appreciate that. You know, it's, in the veteran community, it, it happens a lot. And being able to self-identify and pull yourself out of that is something that I try to push out to a bunch of my veteran friends and, and people that contact me for kind of help them get through that stage of transition. Yeah, that's but, cool. Um, yeah. So the, the main question for me is, so I'm actually, I'm actually in my office. I'm actually about to move in a few weeks. I'm picking up my stuff. And I'm moving to Colorado Springs. So, and I'm currently in Boston, um, you know, for several reasons, but personally, I just, I want to be in that outdoor environment and it's a very fit state. Mm-hmm. And I, and I want to know is what do you personally look at for on a candidate that wants to work with you? Got it. Um, it's a good question. So what we typically look for in candidates who want to work with us are first and foremost, somebody who's been through our experience. So somebody who has started as a client with us, who got over what they're dealing with through our methodologies, who has the buy-in from the client side already, so that when they go to deliver the um, practitioner, for lack there of a better term, side of it, they can speak from experience. You know, I find that one of the most valuable things that somebody is able to say to another person when it comes to trying to create buy-in 
is to be able to say, feel, felt, and found in that order. You know, I know how you feel. I also felt that way. And what I found was, right? And you can only do that if you've actually felt that way and found something out. Does that make sense to you? You follow what I'm saying there? Absolutely, yeah. So for us, the, the, the biggest thing about our staff and what we do with the people who work on, on our team is it's really about culture. It's, it's about, you know, we people who come to work with us as clients, most of them think that they're coming in because they have some kind of an ailment that the medical community has failed them in. And we're going to be the ones who solve it for them. We're going to be the ones who are like, got it. Like they missed that you have this, this or this going on. That's why they come in. But what we do for our clients is not a medical service. You know, we're not providing them physical therapy. We're just writing better exercise for their physiology. What they get out of it is actually a mindset shift. You know, somebody who comes into us and says, I don't squat because it causes me pain. We identify for them that pain is a subjective thing, not an objective thing, right? Because you... You were in the military. You have a back injury from service. You're no longer, you know, you're retired from injury. That's real. Somebody else might wake up in the morning and have a stiff back and identify the same kind of pain that you had when you were retired from the military. They're not the same thing, right? But the perception is. So the biggest thing that we give to our clients is actually the the mindset shift that this is good or this is bad, this is productive or this is counterproductive. And in order to be able to deliver that in a way that, that you can be confident it's always valuable that someone who works with us has, has gone through our systems first. No, that makes sense. Um, as far as I think, I think I only partially answered your question though, because the other part is what are the credentials, right? That's what you, you also want to know. Right. Um, we like people, you know, it, it makes our life easier when someone comes on, who's a doctor of some sort, chiropractor, physical therapist um, are, are the most common doctors we have on staff. But we also take athletic trainers. We take, you know, we take fitness coaches. It's just that they need to be somebody who has the the open mindset to be able to be trained by us for another three months, three to four months, depending on who they are and what their what their background is, um, before they get their first intern client. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 a process to get started with us, um, and we don't give people like there's. People who come to us are like, oh, I've had nagging back pain for four years. That person, one of our coaches, is probably going to be very capable of dealing with who is not a doctor, who's not a physical therapist. If someone comes in and they're like, hey, I have this sharp knee pain every time that I squat, I might make sure that that person gets assigned to one of our chiropractors or physical therapists who has more in-practice experience dealing with clients like that. Yeah, the I'm pretty lucky right now. Um, I'm for this past year, I've been the strength conditioning coach at Salem State University right down the road. And the athletics department department brought me on as a volunteer, knowing that taking my CSCS, I have this experience working with military members, athletes, you know, and the spectrum of adults and young kids through personal training. And my my fear is, is that because I don't know anyone in Colorado, that I'm gonna get suckered into that only personal training world which I don't like, you know, it's like people like, I want to lose 20 pounds and, and I just want to tone and they don't understand the science behind it. And although they don't have to, um, yeah, I just really enjoy working with performance, biomechanics. How do I help people that way? 
So, so yeah. there's, there's a few parts to that. And number one is I understand that you don't want to end up in one-on-one training with somebody who's not as motivated to get where they want to go as you are motivated to get them there. Yep. Right? But there's an opportunity for you to create a shift in that person's mind to inspire you to work with them. And what I mean by that is somebody comes to you and says, Francisco, I want to lose 20 pounds. And you're like, oh, man, another person who wants to lose 20 pounds. That's one way to think of it. But if you ask that person, why do you want to lose 20 pounds? Why not 19? Why not 21? How'd you choose 20? Right? They're like, oh, I don't know. It just seemed like a good number. Okay. So at least we know that we're not necessarily thinking exactly the way that we want to be thinking. You've immediately shifted their mind a little bit. Right? Right. Up next is why lose weight at all? What's wrong with you right now? When you look in the mirror, what don't you like? What's the problem? Why do you feel like you need to lose 20 pounds? When you start having, you know, th- then it becomes, oh, I just don't love the way that my belly looks in these shirts. Why does it matter how your belly looks in these shirts? And when you get to the, I'm not saying that it's not a valid thing, but when you get to the crux of it and somebody's able to tell you, I want to be a better example for my kids. I'm embarrassed going out with my friends. I want to be able to get my social life back because right now I really have a problem leaving my house in the clothes that I own. And I don't feel like going out to buy a new wardrobe to compensate for my lack of fitness. Um, at least for me, and maybe not for you, that becomes a deeper motivating factor to help that person than just, I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay, let's get on the treadmill. Let's do intervals. Let's, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I don't know if that resonates with you or not. No, I do. I, I love, I love finding out the why, mm-hmm. you know, what's, what's the why. And then even what's the why to, to that why I love finding it out. Cause I, I even find myself doing that with my athletes currently. You know, I have a, I have a team of volleyball girls, about 12, and it's, the seniors are just so unmotivated. Mm-hmm. You have the underclassmen who are hungry. Sure. But it's like trying to put these two little worlds together, and it's tough, you know, but, and, but I feel like that's where I'm more comfortable. Well, so, so then that's where you should go. You know, maybe, maybe you're in a gym. I, I don't know where you're going to start when you get there. Do you know where you're going to start when you get there? No, I mean, I have a few leads. I have a, a couple of interviews set up for this week going out there. Okay. Um, it's, but you know, I, but I'm trying to find more places, kind of like what you guys have going on. But I don't really know the area, so. It's well, I, I think I think that it's it's going to be. I don't know the area either, and I don't think it's going to be easy to find something similar to what we have going on because we started it because we couldn't find anything like it. Um, but I'm sure that there's great places in Colorado. It's it's a, it's a big state with a lot of forward-thinking, progressive people. Um, I don't I don't know where to go. I couldn't tell you any of that, but. Um, what I would say is that when you go into places, one of the things that I coach even our staff on is if, if this job, if this opportunity doesn't get you closer to what your perfect day looks like, don't take it. Yeah. You know, it's it's when, when you go to look for a job or a profession or, or opportunities out there, it's what does your perfect day look like? Do you even know what that is yet? I do. I do. And And, and when you say like, when you say like, don't take that, like that makes me so happy hearing that from someone else uh, being retired. I don't have, I don't need a job right away. I have that financial flexibility where I can kind of be picky. So um, yeah, my perfect day is I don't, I'm a morning person. I love to grind. I've been up since five 30 this morning, just got back from a few team sessions. Uh, if I don't have to wear, uh, you know, slacks every day and sit down all day, that's great. I just want to be active I want to be around people. 
I want to be, I want to be physical at the end of the day. If I don't get a workout in myself, I want to feel like, okay, I at least did something productive and I at least helped one person. Right. But so then when you walk into a place, let's say you walk into a physical therapy clinic who wants to introduce the gap training, you know, where you're not, you're not physical therapy, you're not in the gym yet. You're, you're kind of in the gap and we need somebody to help you with that. And we're going to use Francisco for that. And you ask them, Hey, what, you know, what's the uniform here? And they're like, you're going to wear slacks and a shirt that's tucked in every day. That, that might not be the biggest concession for you to make to get into the field that you want to get into so that you can carve the niche that you want to carve in Colorado mm-hmm. Springs and maybe in the future for yourself in a career opportunity where you're doing an internal resume builder, right? So you have to you have to be prepared to sacrifice some of your perfect day pieces in order to get towards the bigger pieces that there are. But I don't think that it makes sense for you to go to a, you know, a globo gym and take any client that they'll give you. Yeah, exactly. That's and, where I want to avoid. But 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 I also you you mentioned before that you had the financial freedom to do that. I think that everybody has to create for themselves the financial freedom to do that. It's not like you know if you want to work with clients in a, of a certain type and you go into the gym and you become the best trainer in the gym at working with clients of a different type. You're not actually moving closer to where you want to go. You're moving further from it because you're becoming known as the person who does a great job for this population and not Absolutely. the one you want. Absolutely. And I, and I had that issue pop up uh, last year. I was at a, uh, I was the lead trainer manager at, uh, at an FT around here. And it was great. It was great experience, great people. However, I was the best trainer there and everyone wanted to work with me. And I just felt like I was just doing the same thing over and over and over and over again and there was no moving you know i became stagnant and i didn't personally like that for my own personal growth well so i think i think it's i think it's your duty because you have the financial freedom because you have this luxury if you will it's your duty to work for free somewhere if you can't get a job paid doing what you want to do and when i say working for free i mean you're moving to a new place where nobody knows you you want to create a name for yourself what better way to do that if you can't immediately get somebody paying you for it than to go somewhere, provide free service, create value that is irreplaceable, and then to demand pay for it in time. And when I say demand pay for it in time, I don't even necessarily mean from that place. I mean from yourself to say, okay, well now, you know, the, the, the problem people always run into is you can't get a job without experience and you can't get experience without a job. Oh, yeah, I've been there. Right? But so so you're going to be out there and it's like, okay, well, nobody knows who you are. You have this experience from this other place in this college environment, but we're not really that environment. So technically, you still don't have the experience that you're looking for. Right? You you just got your CSCS. The way that you train is now totally different. The, the type of client that you want to see is different than what you've seen before. So we'd like you to be more experienced with that before we give you that kind of client. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. So what you have the opportunity to do is to go work with that kind of client in an apprenticeship situation if you can't find yourself a paid situation right away so that you can learn from somebody who is out there who's influential, who's valuable, so you can bring value to that place. And then when the t- you'll know when the time is right in that place to ask, hey, is there a way for me to continue bringing this value in a paid role? I see this hole over here. I would love to be the person who fills it. I see this opportunity for this business to grow. I would love to be the person who helps this business grow in that role. 
you know, we, we get internship requests almost weekly. And the biggest question that I ask to people is, how are you going to make my life easier without making my staff's life more difficult? Right? Because yeah. there's a cost to a free intern. People think someone who's free is like, no, that's, that's free. That's great. No, you have to mentor that person. You have to educate that person. You have to make sure that person has tasks to do every day. There's a lot that needs to be done. Um, so you want to make sure that you are able to go into a place and offset those costs with value. Yeah, that's, that's a great, that's a great point you bring up. Um, you know, it's kind of what I'm doing now and I, and I really enjoy it. But like I said, I think I'm starting all over. It's I'm going to do it again, which is fine. How, um, kind of switching topics a little bit, because well, I really, if, if, before, before you switch topics, I was going to let you go, but if you're going to switch topics, you, you're not really starting all over again, right? Ima- imagine going back into the same task that you were doing previously with the knowledge that you have now. Right. Yeah. You, you wouldn't make a lot of the same novice mistakes that you made last time. Oh, no. And that's like I always tell my kids here now because uh, our university is very uh, – they're one of their main – nursing is heavy here and so is exercise science. And a lot of the, the kids, underclassmen or a lot of my athletes ask me, Coach, you know, give me some advice. And I tell them, you know, when you're starting out, you're going to learn more from your mistakes than from the good things you did. You're going to learn more from – that client got too sore because they're 50. Well, you push them too hard. Mm-hmm. You got to things. And, and that's, that's great. Like I'm learning from that. So I don't, like I said, I don't fully believe I'm starting all over because I definitely, I'm sharper as a coach and as a trainer, but it is a little scary. You know, it's a whole, I've been here for six years. The most hot time I ever spent anywhere. Right. And I'm from Wisconsin originally. So I just kind of retired and stayed here. <laughs> I understand. So I, I don't have a home <laughs> yet. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, and kind of the reason I really liked your, your Instagram account and I've been following you is because from my own personal injuries, I, I, I believe that the, the, the spectrum when it comes to health, you know, and services, a lot of people just push those pills or just go get the surgery, whatever. And sometimes it is warranted, but I think that physical activity is the best medicine. And I've been stuck on FMS for a little bit as a way to assess, you know, biomechanics and movements, stuff like that. What do you have that might, that maybe I can read like a book or a, a video series that I can become better with that when it comes to assessment of movement. Mm-hmm. So we have our coaches program, which is yeah. a digital resource that will take you from beginning to virtual end in terms of the scope of a coach not a doctor, but the scope of a coach to assess movement, correct movement, and modify movement in the interim. And I couldn't more strongly recommend to you that you get on our coach program. I just got a message this morning from somebody who I had a similar conversation to you about right now, and she sent me a text out of the blue. This is somebody who I don't normally text with, so I'm going to read it to you because I think it'll be valuable. So I've never, this is the first text that this person has ever sent me outside of me connecting this person to somebody else. We don't speak. We're not, we're like, we talk on Facebook, but we've never even met in person. She just sent me a random text because she just started the coach program and she wrote, Sean, your active life coaching program is three fires, like those emojis. (laughs) Um, And she said, way, way to over deliver. It's world-class program, Sean. Uh, I appreciate that. You know, that's what we're looking for. But I told her that we just getting started. 
you know, there's a lot more to add to it. So as far as I'm concerned, sure, I'm biased. You should be in our coaches program. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I don't have an issue with FMS, SFMA, any other assessment system that's out there. Everything is valuable when applied in a valuable way. Again, though, I believe that when we looked at the when we looked at the at the world of assessment, we didn't feel like there was something out there that was solving the problems that we were still having. So we looked at okay, this is what we do in the clinic. How would we apply this to the gym? We're already doing it for our athletes. How can we teach coaches to do it? And we built the coach program around that. Awesome. Yeah, because I feel like just like in fitness, when you plateau, mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like I plateau a little bit when it comes to my continuing education. We all do. You know, and, and that's, you know, sometimes I get into a rut. Um, I, I have a very good faculty here at the university and, you know, doctors of biomechanics, a, uh, PT, ATs, and I, and I pick their brains all the time. So that helps out a lot. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, just, I will look into your coach's program for well, sure. The, the nice thing, the, the thing that we've done over time to um, reiterate or to, to, you know, create new iterations of the program that we've made it more valuable with is, we were able to go from, okay, all this knowledge is now sitting there. It's static. You can use it however mm-hmm. you see fit. And it still lives that way. So if you ever wanted to, you could do that. But what we do now is we have curated emails that come to you um, on a regular basis during the week that give you problems to solve. So we give you the problem we provide for you. We had previously provided for you the solution. And now you're essentially getting case study after case study using the information that you already have from the coach program, from previous emails that you've received. So let's say, for example, we taught you last week how to measure somebody's ability to reach down and touch the floor, Mm -hmm. right? Someone can't do it. Are they losing it from their knees, from their hips, from their lower back? Where are they losing that range of motion? What movements now become irresponsible for you to program for them? What do you need to do in order to get those movements programmed again? What are the best modified movements that you can use? That you just got taught, let's say, last week. This week... We send you an email with a case study of a client who can't reach down to the floor because of X, Y, Z. And we ask you to either modify a week of programming for him. We ask you to design a week of program. There's all kinds of different problems that we ask you to solve where we've already sifted out so that the only information that you need to know to solve those problems is the information we've already provided you. That's cool. That sounds like it. I, I, like, I like that. I like to read about it and I like to practically experience things like that yeah there's a there's a lot of application in the coach program that's awesome yeah i'll definitely look into it um it's tough right now with this much stuff going on but Mm -hmm. i mean i I definitely see something like that playing a role and once i get settled a little bit and i more normalcy and staying sharp learning new things outside of the curriculum of school well the, the nice thing different way to phrase it i think that you make a mistake to give yourself the out that it's tough right now because of the things that are going on because it's never going to be easy, right? You're going to move to Colorado. It's going to be, oh, it's tough right now because I just moved into the new place. I'm looking for a job. Oh, it's tough right now. I just started a new job. They have me doing all these different things. It's tough right now. I'm trying to decorate my house and now I have these clients at my new job. It's tough right now because I'm thinking about switching jobs, got promoted. It's always going to be tough right now. And to me, it's, and I've had the same problem. And what I started doing is writing down for myself every single day, four to five tasks that I want to achieve. Like basically four to five, if these things get done, I win. If they're consistently getting done, I'm going to consistently win. 
Um, I got that from Andy Frisella, who has his own podcast, the MFCEO Project, but uh, or MFCEO Podcast. It's it's his episode number one hundred and seven. I strongly recommend you listen to it. It's called Win the Day. But um, I do that now, and there are things on my calendar that are scheduled. So, like for example, continuing education is scheduled on my calendar. Today, I'm going to do twenty minutes of whatever continuing education I have programmed for myself. Right, so I would recommend to you that you just block off time, schedule yourself, get it done. Don't don't allow yourself the excuse of it's difficult because of things going on right now. If you look through your day, I would bet that there's a lot of time that you're – I don't want to use the word wasting because it's the wrong word, but using inefficiently that you could be doing something more high order for yourself. No, absolutely. Absolutely. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean often I find myself just sitting there like, all right, that was 30 minutes help yeah exactly and i'm not saying you shouldn't watch tv shows that you shouldn't do stuff that doesn't cost you any energy but what i'm saying is like how long do you need to spend on that youtube video how much time do you need to actually slide through your instagram on a given day how much you know how much value is you posting on instagram today bringing you and how much energy do you spend to make those posts you know and and i'm not saying i don't know the answer to those questions you know, how long is your workout? Is it an hour and a half long? Could it be 45 minutes long and just as effective? You know, are you hanging out in the steam room afterwards for like 20 minutes? There's a lot of places to look in your day and be like, I could save time there. Do you have to maybe even need to meal prep on Sundays for the whole week so that you're not spending an hour cooking every day? And that gives you back 30 minutes of rest and 30 minutes of education time. Whatever it is, schedule it for yourself. No, no doubt. No, I really appreciate that. Uh, you know, those are things that I always hear coaches need coaches too sometimes. So mm-hmm. that's the reason I reach out and, and I appreciate taking the time. No then you don't have My pleasure. I, I Listen, when it's important, you make it, right? No doubt. All right. Any other questions, Francisco? No, sure. I appreciate it. No, that's it. My pleasure, man. Uh, please follow up with me. Let me know how it goes when you get to Colorado. I'd love to know what you're doing. Will do. I'll hit you up uh, around that July time. Perfect. I'd love to hear. And, and I want to know what you've learned from my coaches program by then too. No doubt I will. All right. I'll talk to you. Thank you for listening to the Active Life podcast today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure you head to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating so that we can grow and reach and help more people. If you're looking for more from me and my team, head to performancecarerx.com. All the help you're looking for is right there. Until next time, guys, I'm Dr. Sean Pastuch, and the process is the goal.